As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry, hear that local shouting, it's Dainer and Jay, it's Dainer and all right, welcome in to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast. I'm Paulie Andrew and Jay Morrison of The Athletic are here with you on a day in Dallas where the Bengals lose 20-17 to 17, uh, on a last-second field goal, a 50-yarder, and move to 0-2, and, and it's a mess, Jay. <laughs> yes it's a mess and, everything is very very messy for this cincinnati Bengals team and more specifically for this cincinnati Bengals offense yeah that's just it the, i mean the, the the defense is a little bit of concern because you're not seeing that that ball hawking opportunistic element that you saw that kind of carried him through the postseason but it feels like they're a tick off this offense feels like it is nowhere near what it was last year. It is way more than a tick off. Um, and I don't know that anybody should panic yet, but there, you, there are, there is definite cause for concern because it, it's becoming so repetitive. This whole sleepwalk through the first quarter and then the Joe Burrow rally and you count on the defense to shut down. That's not going to work week after week. You're not going to play Mitch Trubisky or Cooper rush week after week. It's they, they have got to find a way to not just start faster, but, but sustain success and and get back to what this offense looked like last year. Yeah. I don't know if that's what's coming. You know, Joe Burrow said after the game, when I was asking about, it, he said, you know, we got to find a new way to win this year. You know, it, but here's the thing, 19 plays, uh, 78 yards that last eight and change like those dro- that is an unsustainable model for winning yes. football like that's that that drive was incredible and getting you know you you convert three third downs a fourth and six and a two-point conversion to get it tied like that's great but that is not anything that you can do regularly and they're struggling to do it you know they, they didn't have anything explosive after the game Jamar Chase is like we should have thrown more deep shots you know, things like that, which sounds really familiar. Week two is when Jamar just goes yes. off about play calling. <laughs> this is the same thing that happened last year against Chicago, uh, where he was talking about how they didn't take enough shots, didn't take enough shots. 
And, and they really were kind of in this same type of spot last year where everything did seem like a mess. And, you know, asking people in the locker room about it, I mean, there's a lot of, we just, you know, the, the whole, we just got to start faster thing. We got to, well, why is that happening? Why are you starting so slow? Why are you getting hit in the mouth first and then having to try to rally? You know, this is just, and that happened defensively in this game too. The first two drives are two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And after that, the only thing that happened was a couple of field goals. You know, why is that happening? Clearly, you know, there is something with this team that has them either thinking they're going to show up and beat people just by who they are or just not ready for being the hunted. I, I don't that's, – maybe that's getting too psychological for stuff that is prob- it is more technical in the answer. I don't know, but clearly there's something that's amiss to just to have it be so similar where they're just so disjointed and so taken aback by the way teams are playing them early in games. I, I get where Jamar is coming from because that's what you're – for an explosive wide receiver, that's going to be your take. We need to throw more down the field. But if you look at it more subjectively, it if they can't protect Joe Burrow on a quick slant, what makes you think they're going to protect him to sit back there and wait for a guy to get down the field deep? It's just – it's the same old story with this O-line is – just not holding up and it's it's not just getting whipped. I mean, I don't know how they let Micah Parsons, one of the best pass rushers in the league come free on multiple occasions. Uh, one was a screen, but there was where they, they let him go on purpose, but there's two other ones where they just completely forgot to block that guy. He's got five quarterback hits. He had more than half the hits of the entire team. And I don't, maybe it's like, it's like a psychological thing where they know they've got this incredible, finisher and Joe Burrow and they they feel like they've got this buffer and and just don't come out and make mistakes early and he's going to have you in the game at the end and they have been they've been in the in the game at the end of these two but that's that's not going to be enough I mean how how many more times do you need to see them erase a 14 point deficit only to lose to start thinking okay maybe, maybe the conservative approach to start the game isn't the way to go they they need to come out and attack as if they're down by eight with two minutes to go Six more sacks today, and it was, you know, very similar in nature. And, you know, there was a point there in that first half where Joe Burrow looked very uncomfortable back there. He, you know, the, the ability to work the pocket, stand in, make throws, work his progressions was gone. I mean, and, and I don't blame him. I mean, how many times do you have to get hit and chased? And their only offense was him scrambling for yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times does that have to happen until you do start to feel that way? And he said, you know, every the protection was better in the second half. They were able to do what they wanted to do much more in the second half. The running game, they constantly, you know, the, the big thing after the game was, uh, you know, Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow, everybody kind of said they they kept putting themselves immediately behind a six. It felt like they were in first and 15 the entire first half. And that was part of it. Um, yes. But but look, this was not this is not what this was supposed to be. Right. This offense was with these weapons and the new linemen and everything else shouldn't be a team that against any defense looks totally out of sorts and disjointed and can't get anything going for two, three quarters at a time. And now two games at a time where they're, you know, they're barely scratching 17 and 20 points. I mean, that's, 
that's just not who they're supposed to be. And I don't, I don't know how many answers they have in the whole idea of having to find a new way to win. I mean, it's not like teams weren't playing Tampa two against them last year. You know, they know the answers, but that, you know, every, whatever it is, um, there's a lot of people that haven't figure stuff out because this, this easier early schedule has now gone up in a cloud of Trubisky and rush. <laughs> and, and there, there is no running game to speak of. That's a big part of this is where they, we did see them kind of go against their tendencies and, and run the ball or pass the ball out of shot out of a uh, under center more and run it uh, out of shotgun more. And Mixon had a couple decent runs. They started the second half with a sixth offensive lineman because they had lost Drew Sample, and he he runs for ten and six on the first two plays. But you mentioned it, just the, the first down element. They two point seven six yards per play on first down. That's just not going to get it done. Um, and, and so much of it was and that. That 2.76 is after the the opening drive. They actually did a decent job on first down on that first drive of the game when they got the field goal. But after that, it was abysmal. There's a lot of sacks, negative runs, the a Collins false start. There was an illegal formation. You just it's not just playing from behind on the scoreboard. You can't play behind the chains in this league either. And they're doing it way too much. And you mentioned Joe Burrow looking uncomfortable. He looked something else that that I haven't really seen to this degree. He looked really frustrated. He's got that reputation as Joe Cool. He is shaking his head. His body language didn't look good. You could you could tell. And I don't I don't think it was the the repetitive hits where it was a it was a physical toll it was taking on him. It was the mental toll. It was just what in the heck is going on? And I'm sure part of it was he was frustrated in himself because he did make some poor decisions. But part of it too is him being frustrated in that line. You just you cannot you cannot win in this league when you have that little time to throw. No, I mean he's just immediately dropping back and having to you know go into the like huddle and and, and shaking back and forth and trying to squeeze out of there. And you know you're just not. Lil Collins had a had a rough day, yep. and you know after the after the game, you know he just kind of said, you know, there we're it's going to take, we'll be fine, you know, it's just there nobody's panicking or anything like that. It's going to it's a group that's never played together. Okay, like that's fine, group that's never played together. Um, but at some point, you got to start winning games. You're zero two, okay, and so you can only fall behind so often, and. You know, it's they're 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 a discombobulated mess. There's going to be a lot to unpack there for everybody. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream direct TV satellite free. You see this? 
this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Defensively, you know, again, you have the drive at the end of the game. The, the craziest thing, and I haven't seen a good replay of it, you know, it happened all so fast right at the end. And we go down the, the locker room, and I'm just up now from the locker room as we're chatting. You know, the the tipped ball. Yes. On, I mean, what a, I mean, that's really the play there that sets them up. Otherwise, you know, they're maybe not going to be able to, to get down there and do it. A ball that's tipped and it somehow still ends up in the hands of Noah, Noah Brown, but you, that's because they created such a thin margin for air for mm-hmm. themselves. And that, that was one of those things where there, it, you could feel it coming there. They, Mike Hilton had his hands on a couple balls, a couple near picks. Uh, they had a, a, a Ezekiel Elliott fumble where he had, it came out just after he hit the ground and it, it felt like, okay, there, there's one coming. And then there it was where Von Bell punches it out from Dalton Schultz, huge play because Dallas is in field goal range, ready to make it a two score game. And instead the Bengals get the ball and um, end up going down. It It's just the, the, the one that Logan Wilson won, he got even watching it live. I didn't think he got that much of it. When you do see the replay, he got a lot of it. And the ball yeah. is going right for Shadobi Awuzie has got a just an easy pick. It's coming right for him. And then Noah Brown flashes right in front of his right in front of his face and, and grabs it. And that you're right. That's the play that really kind of got them going down for that close enough for that game winning field goal. That and the opening play of that drive where he hit um, CD lamb for a big completion. It's just, I, I feel like the defense is close. It, it, as bad as yeah. those two opening drives were two back-to-back 75 yard touchdown drives, not ideal by any stretch, but they got it figured out. And it feels like that it, they are right there to, to being the, the team we expected. Sam Hubbard, hell of a fourth quarter. Uh, Trey Hendrickson played well and got some pressure um, there. They are so much closer than this offense right now. No doubt. Uh, so the other thing is, again, for another week, we're going to be talking about Zach Taylor's decisions. And, you know, look, I, there's a lot of arguments that you can be made about certain times where you go for it and don't go for it. I am really befuddled and we really didn't get a very good answer on fourth and two uh, from the 42 in the second quarter. Um you know, you, you can either kick a 60 yard field goal with Evan McPherson or go for it or fourth and two, fourth than six, excuse me, uh, in, in the second quarter or go for it with Joe Burrow punt. Like to me now the, the bot, of course, decision bot didn't have it as, as big of numbers being different as you would think. But that said, it's still when you have a weapon like Evan McPherson, you kick a fifty-nine yarder. He's got plenty of distance. He he would destroy one right down the gut from sixty-one in pregame. Um, you have Joe Burrow, even though your offense was scuffling a bit at that point, you had driven down. The idea of a punt there to me said a lot about faith in the offense and just kind of at a loss at how to try to win this game, thinking, well, maybe try some play some field position game and try to do something different because that it's a bit out of character 
And, you know, to me, didn't make sense considering the weapons that they do have on this team. Yeah, that's just it. It was out of character. It was if you look at that just on that decision on the surface, maybe it makes sense because you're down 14-3. You miss a 60-yard field goal. You let the Cowboys take over at midfield. They go down and get another touchdown. It's 21-3. That's almost on that. You, you've just maybe lost the game as great as Joe Burrow's at comebacks, 18 points down on the road against a playoff team from last year. That's, that's going to be tough to overcome. So I get why maybe the, the decision was there to go for it, but it is so out of character for Zach Taylor. They have been so aggressive in those situations. And that that's what makes you wonder if not panic, but there's something settling in there where they are not themselves, both in terms of execution and thought process. And um, I, I, I didn't hate the decision, but I was struck by how out of character it was for for not just Zach, but the you know Dan Pitcher and Sam Francis, the the entire analytics team. They they go for that maybe eight times out of ten in a normal situation. Yeah, I mean, it was basically what part of his answer was. At some point, you got to start making smart decisions and let your defense settle down and help you play the game. Mm. You know, I just I don't know that it's a, I would consider it a smart decision when you have Evan McPherson to not let him try to kick. Uh, it, it's not out of his range, you know. Um, but and that's three points potentially right there, or maybe you go for it and you go down and score. You know, we see in the first drive we see the Cowboys come out on fourth and two from their own 44 and go for it and get it. And they end up going down and getting a touchdown out of it. That aggression and the Bengals conservative nature in a much better spot ends up being a big part of the momentum flip in, in that first half and them being down as much as they were down. Play to win versus play not to lose. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was struck by that, that they, the Cowboys, they got a backup quarterback making a second career start fourth and two, on their own side of the field and they go for it and hit the big play. And I, I think that's what really kind of got them going and that the Bengals just never had that kind of spark, nothing anywhere remotely close to that happened for them, their offense in the first quarter. And after that, you know, you have the incredible 19 play drive and the two point conversion to Boyd to get it tied. And then you, you get the stop and you get the ball back and you're thinking, okay, well, one, they looked like they were kind of playing for overtime because they're thinking they've got all the momentum. The defense is mm. playing good. That you know, it felt like they were because and they're buried so deep in their own end. You know how hard it's been to get an explosive. So they're letting time go off. But on third and three, to throw short of the sticks, though Zach Taylor said the headset went out on that play. The first time all game, headset goes out on the third and three. Um, so they're trying to run, they're running down. They're trying to get the play yelled in. You know, obviously the place is loud and, and trying to get the play in. either way you end up throwing short of the sticks on third and three and having to punt and set yourself up, you know, to, to lose the game. The interesting thing was the, if we're going to go back to the decision bot, the decision bot said big time, the fourth and two from your own 16 is one that you should go for I believe it had it like a 13% win probability. Now, I'd have to go back and actually look into why that is. That seems like a big number when if you don't get it, they're in, they're kicking the field goal. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't, I don't know um, how, how that necessarily plays in, but not getting out of just even getting a first down there to assure that you make it into overtime is just brutal. 
Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's it's, it's second guessing, but if the headset goes out there, I believe they had two timeouts at that point. Well, why not call a timeout and, and make sure it's such a key play? And, and yeah. you're, you're, you're the clock is not that big of a factor there. Get get the first down. All you have to do is get to what the forty to be in Evan McPherson field goal range. So yeah. that that would have been prudent there. That the, the I, the I don't get the bot either because if you don't get it and Dallas can bleed the clock because you do only have two timeouts. If you have three timeouts, maybe it's different because you can you can stop them, stop the clock, let them kick the field goal, still have some time left to go get the field goal and tie it. But with only two timeouts left, they they really I didn't have I didn't have an issue with that. I thought they had the punt there, and and Huber boomed one fifty nine yards. Yeah. You trust in the defense, which had been lights out, and it, it just it was too much to ask for one more stop. It was so you know at this point now you're zero and two. And you had the day set up perfectly for you as the AFC yeah. North loses across the board in dev- crazy, devastating fashion in terms of blown leads by the Ravens and the Browns. Chance to get right back into one and one with everybody else. And you can't come down to Dallas and beat Cooper Rush. Now, you know, that's just, you, you've, you've put yourself now at 0 and 2 in a real tough spot. You've got, you've got these other teams coming your way. And, you got. I mean, they're just all. You now put yourself against the Jets next week, the Dolphins in a short week, who obviously look very explosive right now. It's and Baltimore's in the future. I mean, it's just you can't lose to Trubisky and Rush when you know how tough the road is going to be. There, it's just inevitable. We're going to be talking about this slow start and this zero and two start to the season for a long time because it's going to continue to affect where you sit. Um, but to me, more than the zero and two, it's 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 about like why this offense looks so discombobulated. Yeah, and, and I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It, 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 you know, outside of just saying the line has to get better and they they have to protect Burrow more, they have to clear some holes for Joe Mixon. I. I don't know where they go from here because it's you're not going to rip up and start over and install a new offense. And you've talked about it. it, it right now, it feels like it's two separate offenses. Um, maybe maybe that's what needs to happen is they need to figure that out and and show some more of what they showed this week. We're being being willing to step out of their trends and and go under center and throw it from there. And um, we'll see. It just it it felt like. Uh, even though it was completely different, and, and last week it was a protection issue where you're turning the ball over five times. This it was an efficiency issue where you just can't do anything on first down. It it still felt almost like Groundhog Day, where it, it, this offense just could not get out of its own way. Yep. So all the weapons and all, all the remade offensive line, and you're kind of sitting just kind of how you felt for long stretches of last year, and uh, we'll see how they bounce out of it. But for now. A pretty brutal one in Dallas uh, as the Bengals lose 20 to 17 on a walk-off field goal. They only lose by three, Jay. That's just the only way that they know how to lose. It's just by three points over and over and over again. It seems like that's kind of been, uh, that's kind of been the way it's gone. But either way, uh, I'm going to attempt to make it back to Cincinnati tomorrow. And, uh, my computer kind of exploded on me. So that's why we're kind of here on the, uh, I'm kind of here on I'm hanging out in the corner of AT&T Stadium. Luckily, no one's come by with a vacuum or anything in a little bit, but we were able to get the podcast in. Uh, so hopefully I can file something tonight. So we're going we're gonna to do our best to 
to overcome computer problems. But it's all good. I'm excited to be getting the heck out of here. But Dallas is spread, by the way. Media press box, outstanding in every way, shape, or form. There was, I mean, a dessert spread. They had had, uh, mac and cheese, uh, lobster balls. They had... I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. Anything you could possibly ask for. Strong, strong showing by Jerry. Shout out, Jerry. I got back from the Pearl Jam concert in Louisville and had a uh, chicken teriyaki lean cuisine. So I I think I took the L (laughs) there today, but uh, not near as big of an L as you're taking with your computer. (laughs) We'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it up. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Uh, We will be back uh, on Tuesday, of course and uh, get you right back on track as we start talking about what is going wrong at 0-2 and the New York Jets. That is all ahead. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody.